What's poppin', gang? Welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Welcome to the YouTube channel, Comic Pop Returns, a channel where we dedicate our time talking about the conversation of comic books and the accompanying industries. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about comic books that came out last week. We're going to recap and review them and tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comic books that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. We're also going to be talking about some kind of topic that is pulled straight from the headlines regarding the comic book industry, which is to say no headlines, because there aren't a lot of headlines when it comes to uh, the comic book industry at large, but that's going to change because of all the uh, changes that we're af affecting on the industry itself. Uh, by the way, we're also sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using Super Chats, ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. It'll be part of the show forever, and uh, you know, and, and that'll help to keep all the riffraff out. Speaking of riffraff, we did get this package from our friends <laughs> over at Valiant. Uh, I have been uh, rather critical of them as of late, uh, and they still were uh, kind enough to send us this print, which I do want to showcase because it is good, and it was part of a previous regime that is no longer with them. Uh, not the uh, Dinesh regime, but rather an in, in interim uh, period when uh, there, there were a lot of uh, new ideas and really exciting uh, opportunities being put forth uh, by some people who are really uh, excited by the uh, by the universe. Um, and I think if you haven't already checked out the Exo Manowar book, uh, that came out, I think, at least this past week, if not a uh, week prior. Uh, but I think it's I think it came out last week. But uh, Liam Sharp and uh, Michael Conrad, Becky Clooney working mm -hmm. together. Uh, is, it Mike, is Becky Clooney and Michael Conrad? Yeah. Uh, working together to make uh, an Exo Manowar series. It's like, that's top tier talent. Like, if they can't do it, then I guess they could just go back to making Exo Manowar Iron Man crossover video games for the PlayStation. But uh, as it stands, this pretty choice Exo Manowar print, wow. numbered and everything, that that's also great. came with a copy of the book, uh, is here. I'm going to cover up Tiffany with it. That's fine. I'll hold it. And uh, it's just it's just dope looking. It's just like, oh, man, if you had to pick out of like a short list of people to draw Exo Manowar, you know, be like Joe Quesada. I think Liam Sharp right on the right at the top. And uh, if you haven't already read this issue, it looks like this. <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty choice. Um, you know, no other reason than just because they sent it to us and we thought it was cool and I thought I'd share it. Not unlike the uh, the HUD um, skateboard that we received. Yeah, where it was like, oh. Oh, that's skateboard. They, they, I can't wait for us to hang that up. I know. It's great. And we'll hang up this as well because it's really cool. And and very nicely uh printed. And, you know. I don't think I've ever seen Liam Sharp's signature. Yes, you have. I have, but I don't know. I don't remember it looking like that. Yeah. Could be a new Okay, sorry. I don't do think it. I've ever seen this iteration of Liam Sharp's signature. Mm. I should say it like that. Because you uh you recently got a signature <laughs> by did. Liam Sharp. So I, I figured did. you would probably I know. Have seen it in the my most brain I, I said the right words and then I did not. Yeah. Okay, one more time. Oh, I guess I could have held it here too. Neat. But then you couldn't see it. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty stuff. Yeah. That's pretty wizard. Hey, and uh, speaking of wizard, uh, if we've it's been a while. We don't really talk about Star Wars, but Tiffany and I finally watched Andor. We did, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes for me at this point, and I'll ask for your ranking now. Uh, Empire. A New Hope, Jedi, and or Mandalorian. Yes. And then the rest. Literally uh, the rest. No, I'm, I'm there with you on that. All right. There you have it. Yeah. It uh, it, it makes me want to go back and rewatch Rogue One, which I thought, you know, it's so, pretty cool. Someone asked if it was my signature was a Batman reptile. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. 100%. It was indeed. I, uh, I got I got both of them on that one. That's right. 
Yeah, you got Ennis and Liam Sharp. They were both there at the same day. Yep. Not together promoting no. Batman Reptile. And I didn't know Sharp was there. No. Ennis they, told me. Man, I got to tell you, the, the Comic-Cons, they, they got to get together and really tell you yeah, who's going to be like, there. He was like, you should go. Get Le- you should get Liam to sign it. Has, has Liam seen this? I'm like, I didn't know he was here. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, he's over there. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I had to just wander around and I stood on the wrong line. Yeah, you stood on the line. I you, stood you spent on, more time in the I wrong st- line than on the Liam Sharp. Line. Liam Sharp had zero line and I didn't know that. And they just told me to wait in this line yeah. because it was a con volunteer. Listen, volunteers get as much training as they get. I don't blame anyone. I should have inquired further. Yep. But I just stood on the line. Then I got to the front and they're like, they feel bad. Yeah. I was like, don't feel bad. I'm the idiot. Right. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. So, yeah, let's talk about uh, some books and then we'll get into a topic, I guess, unless you want to, like, you got something that's itching. I, I got nothing itching. I, I can't wait to find out what this topic is. Yeah, me too. Uh, so- oh, no. Okay. I see how we're doing this. Yeah. Um, we just got packed. There, there were a couple of cons that happened this weekend. Apparently, WonderCon happened. There was a Richmond con that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and PAX East, but that's not PAX video East, game. Oh, that's not um, comic book related. Yeah, folks don't really care. I do. I know. That's nice. Uh, I, I care. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> well, we read uh, World's Finest. Well, I read World's I like, Finest we? number 13 from Mark Wade and Dan Mora. This is a new arc, new story. Uh, centered on Metamorpho. I think if you've checked out my previous conversation with Mark Wade, re- this series and his influence on the DC universe, you could, you know, he's excited about Metamorpho. He's excited to use World's Finest as an opportunity to use Batman and Superman to kind of highlight a couple of unexplored uh, characters that are, uh, you know, meaningful okay. to him. I'll be honest, I, I know so little about Rex Mason and his uh, metamorphic powers. And, uh, you know, he's visually uninteresting to me, uh, power wise, origin wise, just not in any way appealing to me. Um, but this issue actually does a great job of introducing you to essentially the world, you know, who this character is, what are his motivations? How did he get his powers? Mm-hmm. What are they, how do they work? All that stuff. And I was like, Oh, cool. That eh, helps contextualize things for me. I guess I'm still not going to go out and buy all the new metamorpho books that are out there, of course, uh, of which there are zero, but, uh, still pretty good. So, all right. But well, this, this story is fun. It's a okay, compelling so, like, idea. This is a character you're not. Couldn't care, less couldn't care less about does the like the book make you want to keep reading though oh the series yes that's what i'm saying like, not metamorpho that, but that's that's important yeah you know? absolutely like that i think that's a sign of, of quality that or like strong writing if someone is able to make you go like all right maybe this isn't my favorite character but mm-hmm. i'm not going to give up on this book exactly. I, just, no. I, I enjoy all the interactions absolutely no it, the, the, the actually there's a lot more jimmy olsen interaction than there is metamorpho interaction although batman and metamorpho have a fun interaction that i really enjoyed uh i like the series uh yeah someone mentioned the cover i'm not a big fan myself i think it's an uh, it's a throwback it's supposed to be like an homage cover um and you know the art's fantastic. Dan Mora knows what he's doing at this point uh, and gives you classic looks that are done with a modern sensibility. But again, it's not like he redesigns Metamorpho in any way. It's just what Metamorpho looks like. Yeah, that is. But some fantastic body horror stuff that obviously he made his bones on doing once in future. Yeah, a series that yeah. uh, you should remember uh, if you haven't already 
watch should, this show. You should check that out. You should definitely read Once it's, in Future. It's done. It's so worth it. Kieran and Gillen. Here's what's funny, because it is Kieran Gillen, and I think a lot of people think like, oh, Kieran Gillen, like that's maybe not a style I'm looking for. This is a little different. Like you are going to get a lot of like Arthurian lore in there, but it's a lot more action oriented. That's true. Very action oriented series. Yeah. No, you, yeah. It means Dan Mora. Yeah. Like you know it's going to look good. Oh, it looks so good. And it does indeed. Uh, so check out that book. It's really good. Mark Wade gets the characters, the interactions. They're fun. And it's just, it, it is at the end of the day, a Superman Batman book through and through. Okay. Josh Wallaba says driving solo to NYC to Orlando. Thanks for the company. Well, no problem, Josh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, Ray Far Comfop. Woo. Uh, I got the Rona again. Oh man. Well, I hope it's uneventful and quick. Uh, so now I have to sit at home and watch Comfop and read comics all week. It ain't so bad. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Take care of yourself, my friend. Absolutely. Dr. Bright. Uh, hello, Sal and Tiffany. Hello. Uh, how was your weekend good it was good do you guys think that retcons and comics bring more harm than good to the industry nah because you know it's 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 not about the tool you know it's like you know i think it depends people get stabbed all the time doesn't mean we should uh we we should we should outlaw knives you know like the tools that we use can be used for good or ill retcons is one of those tools in the arsenal that is comic books okay yeah what do you think no no i i i'm i i i I have a similar sentiment. I just didn't have such a fine point on it. Oh, oh, oh speaking of nice. <laughs> Anthony Bergami, uh, Bergamini, Bergamini, experiencing major Anaheim WonderCon FOMO right now. Same, man. Uh, last time I went to WonderCon was when they debuted Rebirth. It's hard to top. I saw a lot of uh, similar-minded people were at uh, WonderCon. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to go and missed out. I just never was going to go. Right. So... You know, right, right. I do a little bit of FOMO, but not really. Although I would like for there to be more big East Coast cons rather than just New York Comic Con. I, mean, I, I feel like I can't have FOMO because I've never been to WonderCon. Well, it's I'm exactly sure. the same as every other con you've ever been to, mm. but in Anaheim. So you could also go to Disney World, Disneyland if you wanted to. Oh. Which is what I did when I went to WonderCon that week. Oh, okay. And it was awesome. Uh, and finally, Beeper Leaper. Uh, hi, Sal and Tiffany. Hope it was all well. Sal, a few weeks ago, you said you dropped Ryan North's FF book. Can you elaborate on why? Uh, yeah, I dropped it like months, months ago. Uh, I just didn't find it interesting. It just didn't grab me. I was not interested. It didn't, you didn't connect with it. I did not in any way connect okay. to that book. That's uh, fair. fine. You're allowed. In no way was I interested. Uh, what do you got, Tiffany? Good question. And the thing that I have to talk about with you guys is... Um... Gargoyles. Oh, yeah, let's do gargoyles. Wow, good call. Sorry, because no one cares except for me. Exactly. There's no, there are, I know that there no, are There's a folks. couple of... Uh, there's a few folks... Is there, is there a term? No. Like, are they, you know... I, I, even if there is, I'm just going to say no. Like stone... Like, no, like, no, did you see that there's a scar I saw there's book. a scar book. I saw people freaking out about the scar book. People <laughs> saying, like, it represented their... Uh, you know their childhoods that it was like the, the 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 second coming i was like what they're also making a maleficent book i guess they're going for it i mean if i were dynamite like, the license, i'd be like oh my god just make them all right seriously no that's a smart move on dynamite's part to like really lean into fan favorite characters from the disney library that maybe haven't had a chance to hear their stories be told all right so this is uh gargoyles number four written by greg weissman with art by george cambodias uh, I gotta tell you, like, this art style is cool. It's very different. It's not quite like the show. It does have, like, a fun sort of um, fluid animated look to it. Yes. Um, and I think it fits. Like, nothing's out of place. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm like, oh, man. Like, like stick to this book, but would love to see this artist on other things as well. I'm sure you will. <laughs> oh, no, I have no doubt. But I'm just saying, I'm like, this is awesome. That like, name sounds very familiar. Sure. I, 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 
I have like such a hard time connecting names to things. I don't know why. That's just a brain thing Fair I got enough. going on there. <laughs> um, this series continues to be excellent. We're only on issue four, so it's kind of hard for me to be like, you know, haha, we're like 12 issues in and it's amazing. Now I'm like, it's four issues in and it's just been great. You know, like they're clearly writing this with the like overarching plot in mind. Yes. You know, there's this thing with a villain from the show originally, the Dracon family, they're a mob family, mafia family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been peppered into each issue so far, even though we're like dealing with other things that's going on in the background. Right? Okay. And I'm like, cool. So a lot of these issues are written kind of like episodes. Gargoyles often had um, multi-part episodes. And so yes. like, that's kind of what this strikes me as, but there's also this other thing happening consistently, which was very familiar with in the show. So yeah. it, it honestly does work for the comic book format. Mm-hmm. Um, this book or this issue in particular for me really kind of started pulling together some of um, the questions I had for like the current status of the team. Yeah. You know, you got like, you know, obviously Goliath is like the like one everyone probably has recognizes. Right. Yeah. But then there's the other three. Right? Yeah. Who like, haven't gotten the, really like a lot of primary real estate on the cover, by the way. No. I mean, like you got him. <clears throat> You're going to put him on there. Right. Yeah. But, know. you know, Brooklyn looks cool. Hudson would be great. Well, Hudson's in this, but he's not one of the three I was thinking. I was thinking of the three, like, Bronx, younger. Brooklyn, yeah. and Lexington, yeah. Yes. No, not Bronx. <laughs> no? No, it's Lexington, Brooklyn. Broadway. And Broadway. Yeah. yeah. Bronx is the dog, everyone. Bronx is the dog, awesome. he's right. great. He is awesome. Um, but we get into, you know, like, hey, they're, they're growing up, and, like, two of them have significant others, and one of them has a kid from some time travel plot, which I need to catch from up From the show? On. No. Um, from the i think the other comics um oh yeah that's but, right because wiseman like famously wrote there's like two other that lost series there's like two other series yeah. you could pick up i think i think idw is reprinting or no it, i no dynamite was reprinting and I, I know i said idw but uh dynamite is reprinting that marvel book oh, remember that marvel no. gargoyles book that we saw the cover of? we really were like what maybe um but we're going to jump into that, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that because this is a, a common thing that happens with like friends slash like brothers or like family members. As you get older, things mm-hmm. start taking or getting in the way. Yeah, and, life changes. And yeah. what happens, right? So yeah. like one of them doesn't really have anybody. So what's going to happen to them? They're resentful. They're angry about things. Goliath. It's, it's um, Lexington. Lexington. Yeah. It always is. Uh, Goliath. The Donatello of Go- the Goliath definitely notices that and, and like takes the like trying to be like more of a dad and like it's like, hey, wants to like step in, but everybody's gone. So yeah. he and Hudson go on patrol and they have like a talk. And I'm like, this is so the show. This is what it is. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's so the show. It is a lot of heart. And um, if you're a fan at all and you like, we're like, have I, could I possibly enjoy this? Yes. That's it. Yes. Good. <laughs> yes. Yes. And well, I encourage good. you to watch the show and then read the series. Yes, watch the first. It's a good show. Yeah, the first show, Skip Goliath Chronicles. And then no, it's a show that like when you, when you were a kid, you were like, wow, this show treats me like an adult. Yeah. And it that meant a lot. Right. Um, But even as an adult, when I went back and read it, I was like, this is this holds up. For me, it held up. <laughs> for me, it held up. Well, I don't know great. if it holds up for other people. It still held up. Maybe it's those nostalgia glasses. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, I read She-Hulk number 11 from Rainbow Rowell and Andres uh, Genolet, uh, and this is, you know, continuing my, I'm reading this book, like, <laughs> I, I'm surprised people okay. are still reading it. Uh, I, not, not, you know, and not to be disparaging, I don't want to suggest that, like, this book doesn't deserve the readers it has. It's just, you know, the, but the show came out. And people have talked about it, and now it's over. Why do we still need a book? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying that even, that is true. I'm just saying that was that's clearly the mentality of the origins of this book was like we need a book on the shelves. 
while the show is out. Right. right like, right, right. and by the way, like, good. I'm glad there's some kind of synergy going on there. Um, <laughs> this is uh, very much a romance book. This is a ro- this is a book about like being a single female single female lawyer. lawyer. Uh, that is exactly what this is. Although it is not unwatchable or unreadable like Ally McBeal, the <laughs> uh, joke from which this was sprung. Because yeah, that's uh, a timely reference. It, it, well, it, it's not even like single female lawyer is a Futurama joke about Ally McBeal. Uh, but yeah, it's Ally McBeal was a horrible show with a with a, with an uncharismatic lead. But uh, She-Hulk, however, is a fun romp. But it is about being like a woman and being single or at least being in a relationship now with Jack of Hearts, who no one knows is still alive except like two other people. So you can still kill him if you want to. It's kind of hard to hide someone like that. Yeah, 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 you can if you live in Manhattan and you stick him in an apartment somewhere. I guess that's true. But uh, this is it's 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 fine. You know, is it it's not even close to the Dan Slott series or the John Byrne series. Just a very different beast than those other series uh, this is a, just a completely different run although it does hit similar notes about like relationships and action and you know fun and there's there's not a lot of like fun no there's no. not a lot of third or fourth wall breaking like it's not like that which i actually appreciate like i'm actually kind of impressed by how few references if any there are in this okay it just it just tries to be something else it's just okay. like here is a romance book you know and it's interesting it, 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 it posits interesting theories that i was like oh okay we're doing that like you know jack of arts and she had a you know he he saves her or she, she saves him they have a relationship or a physical relationship that blossoms into a romantic relationship but then uh he's you know his powers are re-triggered he's got to wear his silly jack of hearts suit to contain his you know whatever so now he can't like eat or if he does it's like he doesn't need to so it's not the same it doesn't have the same feeling and mm. so you know it's like i can watch you eat i guess you know like they're, they're losing common interests mm-hmm. and he is not satisfying her in the way that they initially began their relationship you know like he's not able to or capable of intercourse and not that that's an issue necessarily well it it is an issue in their relationship because it was mostly physical and so like that's an element of this book if that doesn't appeal if you're like i don't read comic books for that then don't because that is what this book is okay you know like there is some fighting because jen joins a fight club where like the thing and titania and she like punch each other because yeah i I remember them setting that up in like one of the earlier issues yeah and it was like that's a cute idea like okay you know all right i I don't really mean i'm not i do not care about that in one way or the other but you know if it it needs to be in here uh she also a great place for it and uh you know fine knock yourself out literally but the um yeah, but but so they're introducing like another uh, hiccup into their relationship, which is like she's meeting this new dude, and oh no, like is is there going to be like infidelity, or is infidelity even on the table? It, like, is it infidelity if they don't have a label on their relationship? Like, so there's a lot of that kind of thinking going on, but also it's not like branded. You know, it's not like oh, this is the relationship about you know, but but gender norms and relationship values. Like, it's just it's just. In the book, it does sound a little more slice of life. Absolutely, no, it is Which not a superhero some folk, comic book. Honestly, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you find that interesting, if you're just like, I just want a very quiet, subdued, yeah. occasional superhero book that is mostly just watching, like, will Jen get? 
the relationship that she thinks she deserves. Gee, I hope so. I also imagine that <laughs> the book will get canceled very quickly. So, uh, you know, pick it up while you can. But, but uh, it's a, I mean, like, even so, if it gets to 12, we, yeah, I mean, like, that's two volumes, right? That's true. So that's 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 nice. Yeah, those are two. There's, there's those are some two stuff you can volumes. go and grab. That's right. That's right. Uh, it, it's some stuff you can go and grab. There's so <laughs> yeah, you can go grab that book and that read it. That's not how I meant that. But it's, you know. But that is how I said it. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got, Tiffany? Um, hey. I'm not going to talk too, too in-depthly about this because this would be the end of... Um, Something Green Hell, written by Jeff Lemire, with art by Doug Mank. Mankey. Mankey. There it is, right? It exists. It exists. I have it in my hands. Um, yeah, this... Um, there's only three issues. There's only three issues. Heavily delayed after the first issue. Now it's back. Yeah, understandably so. Um, but, you know, the last two issues came out. Yep without any sort of problem nope. or any sort of hiccup at all and, and very consistent you know it's not like oh my gosh for some reason there was a horrible art shift in between or whatever you know what i mean like no yeah you're gonna get this in trade and it's gonna flow perfectly uh-huh. um i was really interested to see how they were gonna wrap this up yes because where i left it off in issue two uh-huh. i was like you got you you, you, got, you got this you got a lot going on every issue three but they did manage to pull it all together oh, great um it you do get the understanding of why it's called green hell mm. it's done so on a number of like levels okay there is a literal level to it though mm-hmm. you'll get it if you read the issue uh constantine does play a significant role in this cool and um it's not it, it is definitely a swamp thing book but like the the co-character in this is definitely constantine which is totally fair because that's Fine. where it comes from yeah you know, well that's... no they keep canceling his book so yeah, you know might yeah, as well yeah. put him where you can find him you know? right um, but this does wrap up with, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Like, Oh, is there going to, will there won't be another, there could be, they could do more if they wanted to, mm-hmm. or they could just, you'd be very happy with this fun sort of like, what if there was a last story for Swamp Thing? Oh, and that's okay. kind of what this is like a last story for a couple of, um, pages in the DC universe. Uh, and, uh, you know, a little bit of humanity as well. Love it. Like, you know, it's it's a fun little thought experiment. It, since it is a black label book, I'm going to assume that they're going to be like, hey, you know, that that's neat. But it's in the future. <laughs> who cares? Right. You know, it's, you know, if it's, it sells like wild and, you know, everyone talks about it all the time, they'll Dark Knight Returns and be like, yeah, you know, whatever. That might, oh, yeah. Might be the future. Who okay. Knows? All know. right. Um, but as, as it stands, it's an Alice World's book. Yeah, very much so. It's just like, uh, hey, let's let's talk, a, like, tell a dark, gritty story in, in the future of DC um where we get to deal with you know the end of the world or like the end of humanity you kind of get to have a bit of like a zombie thing going on even though there's no zombies but you get that sensation of you know an impending doom coming um you get swamp thing in this who Mm -hmm. wants nothing to do with it you get constantine who is just literally written like lemire's like i'm gonna lean hard into him being a bastard oh good throughout the entire book yeah so i'm like i right. like lemire's constantine i feel like uh we haven't seen that really i, I feel i i i don't hate it at all mm-hmm. um i think he's definitely like you know what like i'm gonna stick to what has come before Okay. I'm not going like I've got three issues here. And he's not the main <laughs> star of the book. I'm not going to try to reinvent him. Yes. Uh, so I feel like he's just like paying homage okay. to other to what he knows. creators. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. And I and I think that that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I know he has. I think he has some connection to Animal Man. 
Yeah. Um, and so well, and, all the Vertigo characters, more or less. Well, yeah. Well, the, well no, no. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Lemire. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, Jeff Lemire wrote like the uh, New 52 Animal Man. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there is Animal Man presence in this. Okay. Kind of. You'll see. And you get it. Um, but it definitely makes sense if you know that he had, you know, a connection to it, why that would be here. I mean, obviously it makes sense with, in terms of like the green, the red and all of that. Yeah. But, like, for Lemire to be like, Hey, let's, let's also throw that in there too. Mm-hmm. It's Looks like, like he also wrote the Constantine mini series for the new 52 as well. There you go. So it's not, it doesn't feel like that. Okay. I know a lot of folks didn't care for that because he wasn't, I think he wasn't in, no, that was rebirth. Yeah. Which one where he wasn't in, england anyway i think that was rebirth but he's gritty he's old in this and it's just you know just imagine him being yeah. written by a brit it's fine Good. um i in terms of like where this stands is like it a sounds like you're thing, disappointed by the end no i think what it is is that i wish and it, this is no one's fault this things life happens but i wish we'd been able to read it all together and now i can yeah, and, and everyone else will, and, and everyone else, and I could have gone problem. back and read the first one. That's true. Um, it it just it felt so fast, and I'm like, did we waste time in the first issue? Mm. But it's also I'm like struggling with it too because I'm like, it did feel like it was fairly tight though, and I all of my questions were answered. So mm-hmm. like, I, there's really nothing to be upset about. <laughs> I think I'm just I read this a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, and I I think I'm still just thinking about it like in terms of what this says about swamp thing what this like you know is he just a tool in this is he right. and not i mean like you know like a jerk i mean like is he just being utilized yeah. to progress the plot or is he really the main focus of it like mm. do we get some depth on him yeah to some degree mm. i do think we get a little more about constantine though mm. so okay um i do think it's worth a read the art is um it's gritty and it's grim looking uh Mankey's style fits with the tone of this book but it may not be everyone's cup of tea fair you know so yeah. you know i'd say go go find it go grab it if you're a swamp thing fan um undoubtedly there will be more copies on your uh, you know at, at your local comic book store yeah for issue one because they had to reprint it and two and three i saw plenty of copies. yeah 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 i i i think i'm just struggling with if it felt rushed at the end and i again i don't think like maybe they should have had another fourth issue or something no or like maybe some like 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 page panel or like you know story could have been shifted slightly more pages like maybe one could have gotten to the point a little faster but like mm. one if it felt like we were trying like we wanted to leave that last page reveal of like okay we are going to get to swamp thing at some point because mm-hmm. if we real deal with him at all mm. in that first issue I, I don't think i don't if i remember correctly um so i felt like once we had him in the book yeah we, okay well, i want to do all these things though right right and i'm like yeah. mm. but that's listen you got three issues right oversized issues it's still a fun story so good okay that's a shame mom no. uh says first super chat i had the privilege of meeting you go guys at the past sapcon oh, and it was you. surreal i've been watching since 2017 and i am now a senior in high school oh well, my congratulations gosh, awesome. have a fantastic rest of your year man thank, thank you very you, much for saying thank you for hi. coming to zapcon <laughs> right you and uh, two other people were there it was great to meet both very of you. nice no, there, no there, was, there were there were at least like four or five there were very very nice people who showed up so thank true. you for that uh damn 900 uh tom king saying at WonderCon that tim drake is boring hurts it reminds me of mitch jared's saying tim was boring before the change in sexual orientation on twitter and that damien is his favorite robin i mean yeah i guess that would remind someone of the of the exact same sentiment being ex, you know being expressed by the same person you know i mean uh, there i look i there i like joe casada's art but i disagree with him on a lot of fundamental levels tom king wrote heroes in crisis you know he he's not gonna be right all the time 
100 floors of fright. <laughs> no, that's right. They're not all mean winners. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I uh, you know, if you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt, you go, all right, well, I mean, what what does Tom King get out of Tim Drake? What you know, he doesn't tell stories about Tim Drake. He doesn't tell stories about Robin. He doesn't tell stories about Jason Todd. He tells stories about Batman. If he wants to tell a story about Batman, clearly when you read his work, you see that he like hides Batman and all of them, and 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 his Batman is alone and suicidal and miserable. Like he doesn't know what to do with Tim. Yeah, you know, Tim represents a a, a Batman who needs a Robin, which is a Batman that I don't think that Tom has any interest in writing. So I get it. I don't agree with him. Thankfully, he's not an editor at DC. He does work at uh, DC Studios. And I heard that apparently James Gunn's directing the Superman movie. I heard that too. Uh, somewhere. But like, you know, that's, ne that's neither here nor there. No. Uh, just occurred to me for some reason. But wow. the point is, you know, you might be concerned that he might like some share some of that sentiment and bleed it into. But like Damien's the Robin of that universe, or at least that's the plan. Will Tim be in the movies? At the end of the day, for me, I couldn't care less. It's funny because I don't I, want Tim in the movies. I do understand folk being pretty passionate about this because if you think about comic book readership versus comic book movie viewership, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's very different numbers. So for a lot of people, they know only the movies. Yes. And so if Damien's it, then Damien's Damien it. will be it. Yeah. And the, and the comics will fold to the, 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 the pressure of the larger audience yeah and so like i do understand people being like it doesn't take away from what you have though but i do understand why people might be like yeah. but you know those characters may never get their time then yeah or if they do it'll be a very different version of them tim or... had a solo series when they made batman forever and they introduced dick grayson as robin yeah like there, there were plenty of other times when they had like external pressure to make the comics like the like the movies and they didn't right so I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, trash cam. Love. Uh, glad to see you guys live. Thanks a lot for trash Thank cam. Thank you so much. And Damien 100 returns. The ending one bad day. Rachel Ghoul made me think of the end of Gone Baby Gone. I thought it was great. It reminded me of the Rachel Ghoul DLC from Arkham Knight with the decision that was made. Cool. I wonder if I did that. Yeah. I don't know. I might have been like, I'm done. Kind of with wrapped up after that car <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah. Fair enough. We'll talk about that book in a little bit. But we thank will. you for your opinion. Uh, <clears throat> and then Brian Rowland says did Tiff read the neighbors new boom comic that seems to be like her kind of book I did not it was one of those things that I I so there are occasionally when we're going through things I, I'm like oh I'm gonna look at that but I don't recommend it because I don't know enough about it to you guys yeah. Um, and I remember opening that tab and then that was the end of that we were in a store and I didn't see it that store had so many books though yeah <laughs> that I just I was just like uh, I didn't even know where to look sometimes yeah. like I don't know it's just overwhelming was it the store we were just at yes hey we were at a comic book store uh, just recently we were in uh, Rhode Island for the we weekend were. and uh, we went to uh, what was the store the time capsule the time capsule in uh, Cranston Cranston Rhode Island mm -hmm. we got a couple of things let's share what they were this is why I wanted a table you well, wouldn't have to get up table. I don't know any table a chair would be great So we bought these things, and I thought, you know, comic book fans like to see hauls. So here's the stuff we bought, and then I had to try, like, shove into a, a, a you bag. You had to carry those. They were quite heavy. We finally got the first volume of War Games from Batman. We have Acts 2 and from 3. Batman. We don't have... Uh, oh, this, this is just for me. Yeah, whatever. That's cool. Oh, there you go. This Books of Magic's uh, prestige-bound 
copy? Yeah, I think I, uh, it's I four. Yeah, it's, I can't remember which one it, what it was. I'll just keep moving along here. Uh, Captain America Truth. Oops, sorry. Uh, I looked it up. It turns out I didn't have this. Uh, oh, really? I, was really I thought you did. Myself. No, I, I think I have it in singles, but I don't have it in uh, hard. I was gonna say the cover looks familiar. Yeah, uh, I got this great like collection of Bendis and Malieve's Daredevil. Uh, I think I have it or some aspect of it, but I don't have a lot of it, so I grabbed this one. It's a, you know, first volume, so I was like, hey. This is just something that appealed to me. I'm like, you know what? We randomly do Green Lanterns, and for whatever reason, they don't tank like Star Wars books, so let's do this. So one day we'll cover uh, the new, the Road Back. Oh, that's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rest of these are other random things. Yep. Which is pretty fun. Oh, and then I bought these for myself because I didn't make Sal buy them for me because I have an ongoing collection of as many Sandman copies as I can. So I got a game of you in hardcover as well as, which one is this? Uh, Fables and Reflections in hardcover. Yeah. Because each of the imprints of Sandman always have something a little different in them. Yep. There's muck with it in some way. They, they mess around with it, but this is the original coloring of the book. So I was like, yeah, kind of which is oftentimes it. superior. Yeah. Also, they a lot of new version, a lot of old versions have like some kind of forward, and I'd love to see like who it was, you know, because it really represents like who, wh- uh, whoever is writing its like mindset. Samuel R. Delaney mm. for this one. Okay. I don't know who that is. But no. I'll look forward to. But that'll be fun to see. Yeah. Uh, Girk Pectus says, uh, everyone it was at PAX or WonderCon, I went to GDC at the, as a game dev. I felt like an outsider. Lol, do you think One Bad Day would work with other rogues, uh, heroes rogues? Yes, but the title wouldn't work. So it'd be kind of like wasted on them. Uh, Silas Loudon, uh, first time getting here live. You guys are great. Keep up the keeping awesome. Thanks, Silas. Thanks for being here, man. And thank you for your support. And uh, Matt Mix. Uh, hey guys, just wondering what the chances of seeing another episode of Harbor Patrol, or is it dead in the water? Pun intended. Wink. Perfect pun for that kind of uh, content. I do appreciate it, man. Uh, I would love to bring back Harbor Patrol. Uh, it's just a. It, it really is just a question of like, of of timing and availability for uh, for DMs and stuff. Like we. Uh, There's a whole bag of stuff here that I bought just just for Harbor Patrol. Maybe just in case. Like just in case because there i hadn't we had planned i think the plan was to switch it to D fifth edition and then after the chicanery that uh wizards of the coast pulled we were like that's not gonna maybe work. not and now that they've retracted it it's like maybe we could but i also know that we they, they've shown their hand they will inevitably make those changes because they want to mm-hmm. and it's like yeah no one who is shamed on twitter into doing something or not doing something actually wanted to do that thing or didn't want to do that thing. So, you know, just wait for the other hand. What they'll do is they'll do it in the middle of the night on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like you won't, you'll, you won't know when the, while, while you sleep, the world will change. Uh, and Nick Prado says, uh, five smackaroonies to call my favorite internet personality. Handsome. Count me in. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Um, all right, let's jump into some more books. Yes. Uh, I read Punisher number 10. Punisher finally came back. Took forever. Jason Aaron, Paul Azaceta, oh. and Jesus Saiz. I feel like it wasn't that long. I feel like you just talked about the... Oh, maybe that's because you did the... It's because we did a back, back issues, issues on, on it. it. I, I don't know what the hell the delay was. I think it's Who because... Knows? Life gets in the way sometimes. I think it's because Jason Aaron didn't know what to do. I think Jason Aaron needed a, needed a break no. to figure out how to like retool this. Uh, this is seeing Maria becoming like the... Or rather adjusting to being the leader or the wife of the ruler of the hand mm-hmm. and 
how that affects their relationship. Of course, she's like, I'm in, but only until you finish the war. I want you to finish the war. And I'm like, I thought you were over with that. I thought we were done with that. Why are we doing that now? Like, this, is, this is the first moment where I'm like, what? Hmm. You know, especially because of the last page reveal of issue nine, where like Maria's in and she's like, I am in. I find that hot. Yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, cool. And then she's like, no, not in. I'm sad. And I'm like, oh. Um, and it's really cool to see Frank, like, you know, unleashed on the world. And there's a lot of socio commentary that Aaron weaves into it. A lot of like, a lot of reactionary commentary going on in there, you know, from bootleg Punisher logo sales to uh, oligarchs taking like, you know, masturbatory trips into space. Uh, you know, he uses a lot of opportunities to like take shots at people who thinks who he thinks deserves it, which, you know, it's, it's his prerogative. Yeah. I'm down. But uh, other, otherwise it's, it, it's everything I enjoy about the series. Um, the, the Miranda stuff, notwithstanding. Um, I, I don't know. It's coming to a head. Uh, clearly we're getting like, uh, uh, we're not getting an entire long standing series with this. We're getting like maybe 12, 13 issues. Okay. But uh, it's, it's coming to a head and the reveal of the last issue of like the this little cadre of heroes fighting Frank. It's finally set up. So now we're going to see it All right. uh, in the next issue. Okay. So it's good series. It's still good. Great. Um, we just weren't as much of a fan of this. Issue. Yeah. Preston Heron, isn't that GL book written by a kid diddler? That's a really inappropriate thing to ask, say, and refer to. Uh, so thanks for nothing. You can, you know, you can take that money back if you want. I'll, re- I'll make sure to refund it for you. But uh, yeah, Gerard Jones is a, yes. As I, as I recall, he's a jerk. Uh, he's, he's, he's an inappropriate. Yeah. I remember that was, that was the thing. I didn't read the, you know, I didn't know the book, like, you know, who wrote it. You know, I just picked it up. Yeah. We didn't have a whole lot of time in the store. Yeah. Sometimes find out the situation before, um, deciding to put yourself out there, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because we were there with family. They were very kind enough, uh, uh, to take us to the comic book store where they had a, a full day plan for us. We had no additional ride. They were our ride. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have a whole lot of time in the store. So we were just, going through the copious amounts of long boxes. By the way, if you are in that area and you get a chance, definitely stand by because not only do they have an insane amount of trade, like long boxes, but they have a crazy amount of single issues as well, as well as new books, vinyl, and a bunch of like, um, freaking like video games over on the other side. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, if you feel like you need to put yourself out there like that, then uh, I guess you did it. Yeah, congratulations. Gold star for the day. Moving uh, on to some comics. Yes. <laughs> uh, Brandon F. says, hey, hands and Sal, thank you very much. I don't know where this is coming from. I like you. it. Uh, send a little I Batman spawn love for your P.O. box. Oh, no. Well, thank you very much, Brandon. I look forward to checking that out. I haven't been there in before, a couple of days. Before the mailbox, the, the post office gets mad. Yes, before I get another angry letter from the post office. They don't, they don't give me letters. They just give me passive aggression. They should give you letters. That's I know. their whole thing. Yeah, but then I, yeah, actually, if they meant well. <laughs> but I don't go to the post office all the time. Oh, that's true. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you got? I'm going to talk about um, Since the Sinister. Oh. So Since the Sinister Part 7, uh, which would be Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants number 2 which is written by Simon Spurrier. Let me make sure I'm correct about that. No, with Al Ewing. Sorry, wrong one. (sighs) My bad. Um, Al Ewing with art by Andrea DeVito. Um, Clearly we're seeing with this hundred years mark that um, 
we are kind of pulling the three titles together. Yes. You know, like the first were really just like setting things. They were up. establishing what they were doing in their book. And I really wasn't sure if each of the books was just going to be their own thing. Right. That at the end kind of came together, maybe. But like, no, <laughs> there are there are there are moments that are brought up in other titles that we we fulfilled further information here. You could find out about it or not. I realized that like in that other book, it didn't really matter if you knew right the answer. But now that I have this answer, I'm like, oh, that's neat. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> they talk about the fact that Mystique is dead, and I'm like, wait, wasn't you're that, like what? Wasn't that Destiny's whole thing? That was the other book. Yeah. This is the book where they're like, we find out what happened. Oh, cool, good. And it's actually great. Well, I mean, the whole series has been. So. Yeah, it's been it's been excellent. Each of these writers are incredible, and um, they're just doing such a great job. Uh, this is obviously the book that focuses on Storm. Storm got away. She was, you know, because yes. of her connection with Arako, she was not part of the resurrection protocol anymore. She didn't want to be that. Neither right. did Magneto. Magneto is dead, right? Yep. So she was like, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to come back. So Sinister never got his claws into her. Yes, that's right. And she left. And like started a whole like freedom fighting yeah, force. Yeah, yeah. And, and they so thought forth. that like, you know, they, they destroyed Arako. They kind of hoped they'd gotten her. Clearly they hadn't. She's been fighting for the past hundred years she's still alive somehow yes right still alive uh, she's got a big floaty chair she's quite old at this point she's um several members from Araco there uh fighting alongside of her uh including um do you remember that uh pirate guy from the wolverine book the big guy oh yeah, yeah he's like there he's like part he's been all right part cool of the force. um it looks like nova's in there too uh yeah there is a nova it looks like sam no oh it's a lady there is a nova there um but we get a little background because Destiny shows up because Destiny met with like with Storm because Storm was supposed to be going to get the Moiras. They were yeah. gonna get, they were gonna steal the lab and then that all you know went upside down because it was oh my gosh it was Mystique she was there she was infiltrating oh no right it's like all right so you got like the Destiny like part of the plot we got the uh, Orbis Stellaris the other Sinister yeah and we have Storm this is what this book is really talking okay. about the, the bulk of yeah um. We know that if you read the other books, we know that Mystique's dead. I'm like, so wait, what the heck's Destiny doing then? What does she care if she shows up? And we find out that, you know, Destiny, as much as she loves Mystique and Mystique clearly cared about her, inevitably Mystique had enough. <laughs> She's like, you are just keeping me here. Mm. Like this, I don't know if this is a relationship anymore or like, you know, you're just too afraid to let me go anywhere. Like right. that's, that's not how I'm going to be. Mm hmm. So she left and she joined Storm. Ah, and that's cool. during a mission, she died. Right. So Destiny's like, so I've got nothing going for me. So here's what we're going to do. We have to go to Orbis Stellaris and we got to get the Moiras and we're going to kill them so that we can reboot the universe. Right. Yeah. Oh, now you care. Now. Oh, no. Now I care. Cool. You know, the thing I wanted is gone. So we, uh, you know. So great where you're back. <laughs> um, so they, they hatch a whole plot. At the beginning of this book, it's funny they do a L. Ewing decides that the, we're going to do like a title crawl, like, like a Star like Wars. Star Wars, info crawl, there's yeah. definitely this entire issue. There's so many little moments of Star Wars in it. Okay, I don't know why, and it works though for me. Okay, I, I, you know, I, I think it's a little little cheeky. Yeah, we're talking about a British writer, so I feel like I can I can use that word naturally. Right? Yeah, um, but they've got you know their ships are X fighters, you know. Oh yeah, like X wings. Yeah, okay. They're going to this big orb because oh, Orbis yeah. Stellaris built this big thing. And actually, since we learned in the other issue that there are, each of the Sinisters are working for or one of the other series, but like they're working towards a Dominion, which yeah. is you know like Phalanx. They're trying to get outside of time. Yeah, right. 
they're working towards that. So he's got all these like planets, fake planets in there, and he's controlling them and, okay. and like, whatever. So it's like this big thing. But it's like it looks like a Death Star. Right, yeah. Like, it, it looks like a Death Star. Um, and uh, they got to find their way in. They do so. And uh, once they get within the, the Death Sphere, <laughs> they're like, okay, here we go. Like, um, what they do is they superpower destiny so that she can tell them how they're going. Like, they're like, okay, we're locked in on like fate now. It, it's determined you guys are going to win. Oh, so okay. Good. Stellaris is like, oh, great. <laughs> we're fighting against fate at this point. So, yeah. like, what am I going to do here? He sends everyone, mm-hmm. like, everything. They uh, managed to get past the boundaries, and uh, that is when Storm enacts her actual plan and kills Destiny. Oh. Um, so she has um, Korra, who's one of the uh, Araka um, mutants who we've seen from past actual current Krakoa series, mm-hmm. um, kill her. And in such a way that it was like so fast that there was no pain. Okay. Because when she looks into the future and saw them win and get in, she's like, I see black or like I see darkness. And so therefore I know we that we win. we must win and reset the universe. Yeah. And what it meant was No, no, you, you die. Win. Yeah. <laughs> so Storm's like, Whew, did that. And so she lets everyone else know and they're like, Well, but I mean, like, we're right here, we might as well kill the Moros. Right? Yeah, right. And she's like, The problem with that is as much as we all want justice for Araco and to reset, there are all these lives now. These people have persevered. There's all these people who are living in these on these planets whatever now. storm so storm feels very uncomfortable doing that and let somebody else do it so she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> want to do it so she's like we got it we got to we have, we need to take the moiras all these planets and we got to go somewhere else we're going to protect them okay and like we'll let the universe sort itself out so no uh, so that's what she's decided she's going to do um cora powers her up and you know she's old and it, it's this amazing amazing uh, set of images in which you know she goes on and on about how she's an omega level mutant and that means that there are no limits right um and so she calls forth like a cosmic storm mm-hmm. and then opens like a wormhole or a black hole and like shifts them all someplace else but in doing so of course dies yes um so we we end that storm is no longer there i mean oh she, good now now was, they can actually make the right decision she was super old yeah exactly so she really exerted herself she was not going to make it to the thousand year mark yes. she's not wolverine you know right. what i mean so like yeah, yeah. okay yeah she was either gonna be old age or this so yes, sure exactly. um but yes and no because there's a few among her who treat her as a goddess and like this is a religion and mm-hmm. that like we need to follow this and like, yeah without storm we're lost we need to follow her guidelines mm-hmm. no thanks well they they probably will yeah because the only people who are with her are the people who are with her exactly and they're the ones who went so exactly. no one knows where these people are mm-hmm. so no one knows where the moiras are sinister doesn't know where the moiras are yeah, that's true so i'm like okay plus we gotta wrap up we gotta we have sinister to have to contend with yes yeah, so we got we've got three more issues basically yeah well four we got three more of each of their series and then the final issue yeah um I do like this is like this is a little needlessly complicated. This issue in particular creates a needlessly complicated set of circumstances for the X-Men or for mutantdom right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's inherently X-Men. Mm-hmm. I think that is very <laughs> them. Um, it was I did also have that moment of like, well, why wouldn't you just do it? I the way in which it's explained in this, I did not do as good a job, but you do understand <laughs> you get where Storm's coming from when you read it. Exactly. I'm like, all right. I still disagree. No, I get it. But, I get well, I get her motivations, but like, yeah, nothing. Yeah. She's like, I don't she doesn't feel that she has the right to end lives that may have Yeah, that have well that, that exist now. Yeah. 
you know, that, that, that exists because of that decision. Right. So, yeah, I get it. So I just disagree with her. Yeah. So she just removes it from the playing field so that no one else can do anything until it's kind of figured out. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So. Well, plus we got to wrap it up. You know, we got to yes. like, we got to get to Sinister. We got to get to like uh, all the other Sinisters and yeah. the Quiet Council and all that other stuff. So yep. there's plenty of, there's, there's plenty more to go. There's still story. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. There's the, uh, this is the last one, I think, in the hundred years. So the next one should be the thousand year mark. And I'm oh, okay. very interested to see what has happened in a thousand years. Who's left, how they may have survived or not survived. Yeah. So, you know, no, it's gonna be cool. It's, it's how cool. many more is there left? Is I it... think there's four. I think this is an 11 part series. Oh, okay. Yes. Because there's the beginning, the three of each, that's nine. Mm-hmm. And then the one at the end. Oh, okay, cool. So if we're on part seven, that means we've got three more plus the final culminating. Nice issue. Uh, really quick. I talked about, uh, or I read Superman number two from Josh Williamson and Jamal Campbell. Uh, Jamal Campbell was born to draw Superman. And, uh, I think Josh Williamson was born to write some Superman. This is kind of creepy. It is creepy. It's a creepy series. Uh, well, okay. So it's a, it's, it's a crazy series. This is like giving me like alien queen vibes, but also that woman from resident evil. I, I didn't play that game. No. I did not play that one, but you know who I mean. The big tall one that everyone's like, Oh yeah. The one that's on like, me, step on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Marilyn Moonlight. She's introduced to like towards the latter half of the book. Okay. And, uh, she just essentially shows up and goes, I'm a new character. See you later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the parasite has been, um, changed. And as a result, like when he gets more power, he splits into like a little, like a ton of little parasites. And then those parasites split into little parasites until eventually like they're, they're it's just overwhelming. And all of Metropolis, so, like, you know, the, the power's gone out and Superman's getting like, you know, he's he's been drained by some of the parasites. And so he needs to recharge. But it's nighttime. Um, and, uh, you know, he calls into the super family, or at least two of them mm-hmm. uh, to help him. He's looking for Lois, uh, you know, and all the while, it's essentially a vehicle for Jamal Campbell to draw some really dope like atmospherically cool, scary stuff. We also in, are introduced to like how uh, Parasite is, or at least like the, the, the kind of behind the scenes, like w- who are pulling the strings for Parasite, how it l- relates to Lex Luthor, who of course is still under uh, lock and key, who is like, I got to figure it out. Let me out, break me out of prison and I will help you figure it out. Okay. And uh, Superman's like, no, <laughs> I'll figure this out myself. Okay. And uh, you know, while he's looking for Lois, uh, we discover that, um, the parasite has split so much that he has become like so tiny you could breathe him in. So, and it's become like an infection. People become like aspects of per, of, of parasite, like okay. like Lois and stuff. It's it's a great looking book, and the story is something I've never seen from Superman before, which is okay. just like oh cool, it's like horror Superman. And then Marilyn Moonlight shows up, and she's like, hey, uh, she also blasts Superman with moonlight, and it charges him. And it's like, he's, he's like, moonlight? And I'm like, yeah, moonlight is reflected sunlight. So yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's, yeah. I'm like, why are you so surprised, Superman? But uh, he yep. is the, the moon- one named Superman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> moon doesn't, moons don't make light. <laughs> well, here, they reflect it. Here's the thing. Hang on. Can we, can we go back to that really quickly? Because mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I think you just sold me to read this series. Yeah, I think you're going to like really it. I didn't really have a lot of interest in it necessarily. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, I gotta check Superman's this out. Superman's a tough sell sometimes. Sometimes, and yet I like him, but I typically like him in trade. Mm. Like when I like, I'm yeah. like a, a definite trade reader on Superman. Yes. Um, but 
This sounds amazing. It's cool. I think that Jamal Campbell's only like doing the pencils. I think he's doing all I believe elements he's doing of the, the art, art, which is like incredible. Yeah, that he's doing a monthly book like that. Oh, I know. Yeah, the fact that this book comes out like is 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 incredible. But I can and, only uh, imagine like how I I haven't seen much art from him, but I can only imagine how amazing it must look. Oh yeah, no, it looks because great. of the fact that he's not only doing his own pencils, he's doing his inks, he's doing his goes. Oh yeah. Um. You, know, you get like it's it is it is playing with the idea of what used to be called widescreen comics. Wow, that's amazing looking. All, All right. right, yeah, I'm gonna have to check this out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was just the opening crawl. Like that's that's yes. Okay. Like here, we haven't already sold you on it. I'll show you a page from the. This is what the book looks like. You know, it's just it's just page after page of this, and I, I don't want to overhype jamal campbell but you know he does deserve it uh but i also want to talk about how like you know williamson tells a cool story no no absolutely i mean like he's giving him the the ability yeah to 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 show these by telling his story so yeah Marilyn moonlight okay I'm like all right i hope it works out um she rides a horse <laughs> like a moon horse or something listen why not yeah, uh, but yeah, Lois has been infected, and so is Superman. Oh no, <gasps> it's cool. I'm, 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 I'm excited to That's, see where this it goes. Is a fun idea. All yeah, right, fine, cool. Josh. Uh, Brent Jago. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks for all the fun, laughs, and insights I get from Comic Pop every week. Well, thank you very much for being here, thank Brent, you. and thanks for the, uh, appreciating us. Appreciate all of you all. Uh, Jason Aaron's Punisher is great, by the way. Hi from Tasmania, Australia. <gasps> well, wow. That's awesome. I guess if he were to want us to visit, he would say something like, come to Tasmania, come to Tasmania. <laughs> what are you going to do to the G'day? Like, come say G'day. We keep seeing those commercials. With For the, Australia, like tourism. I'd love to know how the Australians feel about that, the mascot, because I think it's adorable. I really like <laughs> I that. I really that, like it. Yeah, this plushy uh, kangaroo. kangaroo. It's cute. She's just like, hey, what's going on? It's really a subdued Australian accent, by the way. Every Australian I've ever seen on TV is like, G'day. Oh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's most of my my most of my exposure though is Mr. Sunday or the bars. So it's like, hello, oh no, Mormons. <laughs> but uh, but hers is really like it's it's dialed back. She's like, just come say good day, and I'm like, good day. No, it's good day. Sorry, Brent. Thank you very much for your support, man. Yeah, no, I we apologize, apologize for our, our horrible. Our horrible Take impressions on, yeah. of your voice. Uh, Dante Cook, I know it's late, but Tom King writing Wonder Woman simil similarly to Supergirl is like the comic gods hearing my prayers and probably answered. <laughs> also, Raish is now my favorite Batman villain ever. Stay, stay safe. Yeah, uh, if he hasn't, if he wasn't already, I mean, Raish, you know, Raish deserves it. He's a, he's a fantastic villain. Um, and Wonder Woman, yeah, I'm like, I'm so on board. It's already pre-ordered. I, I pre-ordered the book. I told my comic book retailer, I was like, give me 800 because apparently Tom King's introducing a new villain in the Wonder Woman book. So pick up that okay. and give me 801 because it's the first issue or one, depending on what they number it as. Sure. But yeah, pre-order the book. Um, and yeah, yeah, I love uh, Raish. We'll talk about Raish in a minute. Uh, Wakizashi's Wakizashi. Tea House. Well played, Tiffany. Classy response, especially live. On a positive note, the new Doom Patrol number one is a lot of fun. Great art by Chris Burnham. Is it out? Is it out? I missed it. I hope not. Did we miss it? No, I don't think so. I think you may have just uh, gotten a copy. Yep, it's not on the list. Well, maybe maybe it came out last week or the week before that. No. Oh my gosh. Did I miss it? Well, you did see it. You did get it. No. Didn't you get it? Oh yeah, I did. I got to read yeah, it already. I didn't get to read it. Yeah. 
No, it wasn't last week either. <gasps> All right, I'll have to find out when it's coming out. Maybe it's, maybe it's next week. I, there yeah, it is. It's next week. Oh, you got you got a you got an early copy. That's awesome. But yeah, that's, I agree. Cool. No, Chris Burnham's art really blows this book out of the water. Like it's a lot of fun. It's really worth seeing. Also, Batman's in it. Awesome. Uh, Vincent Brown. Hey, comic poppers can't stay long, unfortunately. But I had to recommend the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur show episode six as Lawrence Fishburne as Beyonder, and that episode alone is one worth is worth watching. I've seen the scene. It's cute. Uh, he sings. Um, and by next week, we mean tomorrow. Sorry, we're like. Yeah, travel makes messes with me for some reason, <laughs> and we didn't even change like time zones. We I, didn't. No, I just have zero concept of what day it is. I'm yeah. like, what is it? It's Monday because we're here. It's a good day. It's a good time. Anyway, but uh, yeah, man, um, I'll I'll check out more of it. It didn't look like it was from. It looked like it was for children. And I was like, right on. That's okay, fine. so I'll watch it and then I'll let you know. Yeah, because I don't want to. Like, I don't want to watch something that like you know I'm not gonna watch Paw Patrol. And then be like, oh, you know, it was really unbelievable. I like watched an entire episode of Bluey. You though, did. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to think about that. That's right. But I hear what you're saying. All right. Uh, Doctor Strange number one. Yeah. Doctor Strange number one came out by Jed McKay with art by Pascal Ferry. Yes. Uh, this is launching like number one. Doctor Strange is back. Jed McKay had been writing Clea. So it's not like it's like, and here we go. It's like he's been working on this. He killed Doctor Strange. He killed Doctor Strange. Then he put Clea in as the sorceress supreme mm-hmm. or sorceress supreme whichever she would prefer right um <laughs> and then he brought him back via the harvestman yep. and then brought him back entirely and here he is and here he's got his own book and i think it's an ongoing he's got his own book we're here we're setting it up like what's dr strange up to what's he doing you know of course big questions what will jed mckay remember is this book how it are you happy with it yes that's like every reaction you have to a Jed McKay book. So Except that's, for Moon Knight, that's which, not you true. Just, I, I which think you just love anyway. I just, I just love Moon Knight. Um, listen, of course I'm going to be like more scrutinizing on a Doctor Strange book. It's so been a while since I there's think, been a Doctor Strange I think everyone should always enjoyed. take my opinion on Doctor Strange with a grain of salt, knowing... Not unlike mine about Spider-Man. Right, knowing that I have a personal preference. That's true. It. So that doesn't mean you can't enjoy this, and I'm not saying it is bad. I'm not saying that at all. I, there will be something I'm going to mention later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, I I like that this issue is like, let's set up the status quo. What is going on? That's a good idea. Like, we really do need to do that because he just came back to life. What are we going to do with him? So it's really him making a lot of connections with other superheroes in a sense where he like sets it up where he's like, the doctor is in. (laughs) So he gets... Right, like, I'm back. I'm back. So he gets... It's not going to be weird if I'm in an event. Yeah. Or like... Like normal when I'm in an event and I should be dead or something. Maybe other heroes show up in my book. I, I don't know. So like mm. Spider-Man shows up for a moment. Luke Cage is here. Um, Black Cat yes, shows up. Yes, they have a history. Doom. Mm. We address Doom and his treatment of Clea. Great. Like he's like, hey, don't do that again. <laughs> he doesn't need, she it, doesn't need it him. It is a nice moment though, like the way McKay writes it. Um, Doom refers to him as an old friend. And Strange Aww. is like, are we? We're not old friends. He's like, no, come on. Remember, like, remember Triumph of Torment? Yeah. Daredevil's in this, and I was like, is that what Daredevil's up to right now? Not who, even a little bit. Who knows what's going does on? Does he have a beard? Yeah, he does. Okay, then yes. And he's fighting a garbage man. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a reference to an upcoming or no way. Uh, but we set it up that like the strange is reestablishing his relationships, just letting people back. know, like, I'm back, I'm alive, I'm I'm here to help you with magic. Um Clea is sticking around. She the two of them are going to be together. Is she, she gonna keep the old costume? 
Like, is she going to keep the Doctor Strange costume? No, she's wearing her Clea oh. outfit. Which, no, it looks great. I mean, yeah, but, like, doesn't that feel like a demotion? No, because she's the warlord of Manhattan. What? She's the warlord of Manhattan. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, <sighs> uh, so post-Strange leaving, like, the barriers broke down. There there was, like, an, an event. Or not an event. Not an event. Not a comic book event. <laughs> a thing that happened in the book. Yes. Um, In which... Um, warlords from other dimensions came to Earth as like for refuge, and some of them are still here. Yeah, but she took up the mantle of the warlord of Manhattan. Okay, so when she goes places, she's like, "I'm the warlord of Manhattan." Mm. That's what I'm to be referred to as. And All so right, she kicks ass and takes names as that. Yeah, she's also the sorcerer supreme of the dark dimension, but she's here, so she goes by warlord of Manhattan. Okay. Um. So seems we, kind of like an aggressive title, but all right. That's who she is. What are you gonna do? Tell her she can't be that. That's no. That's she her. kicked my ass. She will kick your ass. Um, but you know, we we get a little more of the exploration of the Clea and like Stephen relationship. Mm-hmm. We saw a little bit of that when he came back as the Veryman. His take on what they should do. Her take on what they should do. She's quick to action. She's quick to anger. She grew up in the dark dimension. It's a different lifestyle. It's a different way of thinking. True. Um, Strange is tempered and you know he's like we need to preserve life we need to be careful with what we do and we need to like knock on doors and she's like we kick them in okay or blow up the whole house that we're attached to no either or okay but sometimes she's right and sometimes he's right that's the point that's like, true okay you fair know enough. it's not always one yeah sometimes it's one and sometimes it's the other right um so you know they they find out that there's a series of refu- refugees um that are going to be moved they're from one dimension they're going to move to this other warlord's dimension that's on earth right now um but it's not gonna be a good scene for them like Mm. he's not a nice guy Mm -hmm. and so you know strangers like we should do something about that they go forth she has her take on it he has his take on it they they essentially they grab a whole bunch of them who are on their way to their location Mm -hmm. and they send them to the sanctum sanctorum because there's nowhere else for them to go right yeah so he's like fine i'll take them and like, yeah, has, I'll be the men in black headquarters. Yeah, has bats take care of them. Okay. Because like, where's Wong? Well, we find out in a backup where Wong is. Oh, okay. Um, so they realize there's many more refugees. They have to cross the dimensional portal that sends them to that location on Earth. Mm-hmm. And um, that is really an act of war. Yeah. Right. So Cleo's like, yeah, we're not just going there to be like, hey, would you mind if we took these guys? She's like, no, we're going. You, you just bang the drum basically. yes so now we have to deal with it and he's like no 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 no, no. right so you know she gets right up in i think it's agamon okay i don't want to say agamemnon so right <laughs> no it is agamon okay, okay cool um who was involved with the dr strange like the clear strange plot story story yeah. that he was not a nice guy about it but there's nothing clear could do about it honestly um they, there's a lot of posturing going on, but Steven's basically like, okay, so Clea's the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension, and I'm the Sorcerer Supreme of this dimension, and you're the Sorcerer Supreme of your dimension, but like, what chance do you really think you have against two of us? Right. So he lets the refugees go, except for one of them who he kills on the spot in front of them. He's like, there. Mm. Don't you forget it. <laughs> okay. So Strange is like, that is uncool. Mm. And we will have words later. And Clea's like, ready to rip him down. And she's like, he's like, we have to leave. Yeah. And she's like, we're not done. <laughs> We we are not done. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will be back and I will kick your ass. That's okay. gonna happen. They have it out when they get home. They have a little bit of a of a lovers quarrel over mm. over that one. Um, Steve is like, okay, well, like, all right, 
I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> she is really upset. I didn't say any of the right things. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. But duty calls. She-Hulk gets a hold of him. Okay. And she's like, I-, I-, I got something going on here. You need to help me with this. So he doesn't follow up. Okay. Because he can't. Because he's like, I have to do this. I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. Here are all the reasons we didn't work before yeah. coming to light. Oh, great. Um, But then we see back in Ag- Agamon's world that like he's like, all right, the strange is like, that. Th- that's not... That's not over. We're we're definitely gonna do something there. And then he explodes. Okay. And I'm like So Clea like set a spell on him or something. Who knows? We get the backup. We're gonna hang on, we're gonna get to that. We're get the backup. We we see that Wand has decided that he's gonna give the strangest space to like get to know one another. Mm-hmm. Like again. Like, you know, he's he's like, I get it. I, I I'm a third wheel right now. I should be on my way. And I'm like, I mean, it feels like you just wanted to make him have his own adventures and that's fine too <laughs> like wong's allowed to go on his own adventures but yeah you know, but just... no one's gonna buy a wong book no but, so, dude, but like, i get you wanting to have him out of the house so yeah. you could go do this backup fine whatever okay um but bats is still there and it's not like bats is just a dog like bats is completely cogent and is able to have, have full conversations. yeah so it's, he's he's doing your job wong <laughs> while you're running around as an agent of Wong. uh-huh um so he has a that's what Wong's doing. He's off with Pandora Peters and they're the last the only two members of Wong and they I'm sure they'll enlist a few other people. And which I'll is, bet Nika Minru and other uh, forgotten brother voodoo perhaps. No, that's that's way too that's way too That's too that's too mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Um you know, you need to oh, what's the heck's name? I don't want to get it wrong. Uh the freaky Dr. Z. I was like what was it? What was his thing? What was his, it's freaky okay um he joins wand at the end of this what about uh, mad jim jaspers that's not the point because what they find out is they see agamon headless right i was like well he exploded, he exploded but but fine the artist the artist had, didn't get the that memo had a different idea mm-hmm. so here is my your theory my, my two complaints oh, okay um oh by the way i should say the backup is written by um jed mckay with art by andy mcdonald mm, good stuff looks fun yeah it looks fun the main strange book, I don't love the art, but that is a completely subjective opinion. Like, yeah. I'm not a, the biggest Pascal Ferry fan. I'm not the biggest Matt Hollingsworth on Pascal Ferry's art for coloring. Yes. But that's completely subjective. Yes. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't float my boat, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's some stuff in here that I'm like, ooh, that's really good. And then there's some stuff in there that I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Uh-huh. Fine. At least we got a Doctor Strange book, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that's like gripe one. Mm-hmm. Not really a gripe because it's totally my opinion. Gripe two. Didn't we just do a big murder mystery around someone dying and yeah. who was the killer? Right, but like that was the main character. This is somebody we don't really care about. So it's way more compelling. But they but guess who the suspects are? The strangers. Right. Yeah. It probably won't be them. Or it will be. Because but like, you're I was, it to I be was very much like, but we, we Jed, just did Jed, that. You just did that. Yeah. But I need to get at least six issues out of this book you could do anything and do that like that no, was, that no, was my only no. complaint was i felt like we just look at the sales numbers the entire like crux of your killing dr strange was a murder mystery mm-hmm. and then it was trying to figure out how to bring him back from, it was all about yeah. that murder right and now we're let's just jump into a different murder yeah if we had done no you don't understand you look at the sales numbers first issue is artificially inflated second issue drops by 50 percent and the third issue's got to go back up. So the third issue has to have a big twist. Well, and like, how am I going to get a big twist if I don't do some kind of mystery? Maybe, if it's a mystery, it's more. It's built. It's a built-in 
rising novel. And I listen, I get you have to you there has to be a, an, an element of business to these books. Right. And I completely understand that. But sometimes I just want a story. Yeah, I, I, I am with you. Um, so yeah, that, that was my only gripe. Otherwise, you know, I, I liked the, a lot of the quiet moments. Mm-hmm. I liked the, um, tension between Clea and, and Steven. I thought yep. that was well done. Uh, I liked him reconnecting with characters that he's worked with. Yeah. With the Marvel universe, with people he's worked with before in a way that was like a one, one page, couple panels. Like yeah. that's it. Just like, Hey, you We're know, in. like little mini adventures or I'm like, some of those I would have actually liked to have seen. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Maybe <laughs> I will. If yeah. this continues going. Maybe. So that's why I said, like, yeah, I enjoyed this, and I will absolutely keep reading it. I just kind of wish the big cliffhanger of this issue wasn't the same cliffhanger of the last that we were introduced to when he first started writing. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, because they introduced an idea uh, early on when they killed off Doctor Strange. Yes. Like, what if there was, what if we brought back the older Doctor Strange, the blue cape and everything? What yeah. if it was young Doctor Strange, doesn't know the Marvel Universe, and he's, you know, new? Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 you had the option of going with one or the other, where it's like we brought him back, he's back, moving on, let's just give it another fresh start, or uh, no, Doctor Strange dies, and it's going to be a closed loop, or one day the young Doctor Strange that we brought back from the past with the blue cape will become the old Doctor Strange who died. Uh, but we're going to do Doctor Strange number one, and it stars the young re- the the young Doctor Strange who is now on an alternate timeline path with the blue cape. Which one would you rather see? Oh, that's such a cheap way to do like an ultimate universe, like mm-hmm. a not a not ultimate universe, like a like something like that where it's like well, he could do anything. Yeah, it could be all new and all different. Exactly. I think I'd run the blue cape. Yeah, I, I had a feeling because it's, just because that's like exciting. it's such a neat, exciting it's, it's like, idea. You know, I I think folks struggle with writing magic sometimes, and I and I think they fo- like they they struggle with trying to make it make sense or to make it matter. And I think a lot of the stories, a lot of the good, not that there are no good stories left, but I think a lot of the ones that people turn to are ones from the past and it would just be an opportunity to have a lot of firsts again. Yes. You know, it would be that Dr. Strange running into a bunch of his classic villains, maybe. Yeah. And, Nightmare and, you know, Dormammu. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, doom yes you know a doom who is very familiar and very ready for dr strange but a young inexperienced dr strange dealing with doom yeah yeah that's it's very interesting um i agree with that so yeah again i enjoyed the book okay i'm definitely going to keep picking it up but those are my complaints right fair enough uh vince uh vince brown already said his thing uh ferret cosenic or or ferret cosenic uh says uh, hey guys, uh, thanks for all the fun and thoughtful content you guys have provided for so many years. I wanted to ask what comics both you uh, recommend for someone that has never picked up a comic before. Um, that's tough, man. Like, you know, every comic is somebody's first. I think that if I were to like recommend a comic for somebody who's never read them, it have I'd have to know like what their interests are. I'd, I'd go like, what are your favorite movies? Like, what are your favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time? And then go in a similar wheelhouse. You know, if they were a big fan of Alien, I'd go look for books that are atmospheric and noir and, and dark and, you know, heavy on the art, and, you know, light on the dialogue, you know, um, science fiction bent uh, while also being accessible, you mm-hmm. know, so not not impenetrable, you know. I'm thinking and, like maybe like Jeff Lemire's Sentient or something. I would pick something short. Too, yes, short. Especially if they're not used to the comic book format. Yes. Because something like reading a comic book for us who read them all the time it's not like you're, you're like who cares like you know it you know yeah. exactly how to do it folks struggle with it they struggle with 
how to follow the panels Absolutely. or struggle with where to start reading word balloons, um, even if it seems really obvious to us. So pick something short that's pretty clear. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. but definitely I, I would it's all about what they prefer, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of, you know, slice of life comics you could lean on, especially if someone likes manga. Right. Maybe more uh, and Stranger likes than Paradise would be a great option. Sure. You know? But sure, like sure. again, that's like a first you know, that's like an idea if we heard that as a recommendation. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. It, it's really about what they like and what they if, find interesting in that similar wheelhouse, like movies and stuff. Yeah, if they like sci fi and Game of Thrones, stuff like that, I'd be like saga. Saga, absolutely. 100%, like you're ready for that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Those are really compelling characters, though, and they the sci-fi in that isn't so put off. No, like, it's, it's not it's, so it's off-putting. Not, That's yes. the word I want. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard to get into because it's it's also new. You're mm. you're you're learning about it for the first time. Yep. Just as like everybody else. Yeah. There's no history there. Sometimes independent comics are really good for that. Sometimes um, original graphic novels are really good for that too because it makes the person feel like they're not lost. Yes. Because everything you need is in that book. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Death and Sanity with a very generous super chat. So wow. Thank you very much, Death thank and you. Sanity, thank for that. You. Uh, I can't watch this live, so you're not even here, but we do appreciate oh your support. No, we do. We thank know you that so you're going to be there. Like it's, it, we, we, so thanks for catching us on the rewatch. Uh, but I'm going to ask a question now. What do you think so far about Amazing Spider-Man's story? If you're not reading it, I completely understand, but it seems that Zeb has finally found a way to destroy the relationship permanently by time dilation. Yeah, um, I, I don't read that series anymore. I dropped it uh, at least two issues ago. Um, I have unfortunately not been immune to knowing about what's going on, um, but I would never give the series any money. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I can't speak to it in terms of like what I've read. Right. Uh, and I wouldn't read it for free because it'd be inappropriate. But um, I will say that the book, uh, you know, the, the idea of what I've heard happened is exactly what I guessed would happen when the concept was introduced you know, our, our theory is notwithstanding, you know, we're mm-hmm. like, Oh, one's a fear. One's a, one's a clone. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That's fun and speculative. But like at the end of the day, you know, when, when Mary Jane says to black cat, like, yeah, six months, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like we know what's going to happen. And as I understand it, like, yeah, it's time to like, Mary Jane's going to be stuck with this Paul guy in another dimension for like, you know, a couple of years and you know, they'll they will have fallen in love and had children and stuff like that in this alternate timeline or in this alternate future where you know and and it will have been mary jane's decision and mary jane will have you know sent peter away from that timeline it's didn't they do something like that in agents of shield yeah yeah they did it in a lot of things they did it in a lot of unoriginal places and uh, this is one of them so uh you know i i don't find it engaging or interesting uh it turns out what did peter parker do like nothing like he didn't do anything it was mary jane who did it just like in one more day just like in any book where we want to get rid of mary jane um yeah give also uh zeb can't pick you know he named the daughter in one book and then forgot the name of the daughter and gave her a different name in another book so you know like, that's how much they care about this. That's also an editorial issue. Right. Well, it's like Zeb created them. He should care what they're called, but the editor should also be paying attention. Uh-huh. And uh, they're not. So, you know, that, that should tell you everything you need to know. But it doesn't matter what I think because it's the number one selling book at Marvel right now. So, you know, we're in the minority, people who don't like this book. And, you know, assuming that everyone hates a thing that you don't like uh, is dangerous because you're probably in the minority. I guess so. Most people are reading this book and then just going like, cool. And then like not talking about it anywhere. So, but yeah, it's not a kind of thing I'd find interesting. 
but yes, I do think that they've, uh, but they don't need to No, the, the thing about time travel and time dilation is that nothing's nothing's permanent. You know, somebody goes back in time and switches them or grabs her or whatever. Then it's more tragic. Oh, the family I lost. Uh. If they do it with which they won't. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, feels mean spirited to me. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, Identity. Is, that is very much the yuck your yum. Yeah. <laughs> Thorn Identity flipping to audio only, but still here. Well, thanks for being Yay! here, man. Wish you guys did every couple of days. I agree. Uh, it's a perfect mood elevator to see smart fans fanning smartly. Felt loving. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you very Mr. much. Thorn appreciate Identity. That. We appreciate it, man. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, we, we tried this idea with like clips where I like took segments from the last I remember episode. that. Yeah. Uh, we're never doing that again. Tanked hard. Ooh. It tanked worse than a Star Wars episode of Back Issues. Uh, MNNM says, uh, I'm not a big fan of Wong being a super secret magical agent or whatever, but I guess they need to make him a separate superhero for synergy's sake. Yeah, Wong's like the Wong is one of the most important characters in the MCU now. So better give him something, maybe a backup in Doctor Strange. I think they just didn't know what to do with him. And I, I it's fair, um, which is funny because, you know, Wong has, has been a, a huge part of Doctor Strange's. Um, life life and, and, and its and history. history um you know maybe not always the most like empowered character mm-hmm. um but you know i you know you want you want to give him some agency so I, I guess they wanted to to go for this and and, and give this a shot um yeah we'll see how it goes we uh, will i i think with bats being there like bats is never going away not like zelma did <laughs> so they're like get out go of away this book. You until are whoever created her returns you will never see zelma again that's jason aaron yeah oh, I, there you go that's that. Okay that well um, of course but yeah no, i i feel you i get that mm-hmm. uh and grim robin uh says uh first time super chatting well welcome well, grim thank robin thank you I just want to thank you. I'm still fairly new to comics, but your show has introduced me to some amazing stories. And one of my favorites was JL in the Sixth Dimension. Hey, nice. That was a fun story. That was a really cool uh, Scott Snyder book and uh, really, really fun. Uh, Rafael Marti- uh, Martinez says, Sal, I feel your pain at WonderCon this weekend. I went to find some trades, but no one was selling trades, only singles. Boo! Ooh. What the hell? What's, what, what's with these people? Come on. That's not... That's not good. Yeah, Girk Pectus. Did they? Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy uh, animated? animated? It's so bad. They made Thanos with a Carnage symbiote. Boring. I like the idea of Darkseid working with heroes in deceased. Uh, I I think I may have seen. If it looked like Avengers, that awful Avengers cartoon, then yes, I've seen it. Um, but only through reputation and through like one or two like clips I've seen. Now I don't watch those shows. Um, but yeah, uh, deceased is a great book. So keep reading it. And Sean D, howdy. Uh, appreciate you guys. you guys. Thanks, Sean. Thank we you. appreciate you, man. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Nuber reviews. You read Milestone 30. And if so, what'd you think? No, uh, but I need to. So thank you <laughs> for reminding me. Uh, uh, we also read Batman One More One Bad Day, Rachel Ghoul, number one from Tom Taylor and Ivan Rice. Uh, you know, another one. I picked this one up. I was like, well, I said I would grab all these. I'm doing it. Here we go. Uh, I was very uh, excited about Ivan Rice uh, drawing more Batman and, of course, Tom Taylor doing it. It was like, hey, Tom Taylor doing a Batman book. Uh, That's kind of cool. But we read it. And uh, so what do you think? Uh, This was my favorite one. That's fair. (laughs) Up until the end. Yeah. Some of the end was not the very end, but like there was like a couple of moments. I was like, 
the, 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 yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. I think it was the Damien stuff. Yeah, I mean, Damien, you know, Taylor's got his own opinions about Damien, and, uh, you know, and, and it, it, but like Damien made sense to put in this. So, no, no, that was, that was my, that was my, um, epic struggle there. I was like, Damien makes the most sense to put in this, mm-hmm. but I was like, I feel like you're not the one to take up the mantle. Well, but he will be because he's the biological son and, uh, adoption's bullshit. Oh, right. Sorry, everyone who's adopted. Yep. Comic book writers say. Yep. Not- Comic book writers who introduce biological children when uh, adoption is the biggest theme of that character when it comes to children. Uh, ha ha ha. That sucks. Anyway, that's not where we're going with this because otherwise no. I thought this was great. Yeah. I thought this was really, really well written. Yes. Um, I really got a feeling for Raish in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I The reason I thought it was so well written was because there were definitely moments in this where I was like, I totally agree with Rachel. Cool. Right. Uh oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're just like, and I, I, I always hope for the best when it comes to heroes who are fighting against that kind of idea. Like I, uh, you know, there's a moment where, you know, Rachel's is like, here's, here's the problem with everything. And here's my solution for that. Come up, give me a bet. He doesn't say, give me a better one, but like, you're kind of basically like, well, Batman, he met you halfway. What's the better answer? Yeah, yeah. What's the solution? And he's just like, I'm taking you in. And it's always frustrating to see a superhero do that because like it usually pulls the rug out from the idea of a superhero and being like, oh, you're just some lunatic in a silly costume. You you don't care about the greater good. You don't care about making things better. You just care about like getting attention. And no, he cares about his creed. And, 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 he's and, like, and your creed, which is like, like, which is, which is what? Like the, 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 the promise of a, of a child. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not modern thinking. That's not, that's not mature. Um, but in any case, we see that dealt with and it's it's phenomenal. Like it's just the way in which we see that. It's unfortunate because I always just want I want my heroes to be better. I don't want Batman to be cleverer than mm-hmm. just being like, no. Yeah, I also like to think of this is you know, this is not necessarily in continuity. You know, know, it can it, or can't be, it doesn't yeah. matter. But uh, because he mentions his friends and I was like, Oh, I don't know if he's talking about the Bat family. Like I they, think he's talking about Superman. I think he is too. I think and I was like, this could be a world where the Bat family doesn't exist. That's true. As well. So like I, I had all sorts of thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it is in continuity, oh, but really? uh, yeah, because it can be. Yeah, it can be. At first, I thought it wasn't, but then I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it 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 sympathizes Rachel Ghoul in a way that some fiction has tried to in the past, mm-hmm. but has I think fallen flat. Sure. In this case, uh, I think it's very successful. Obviously, uh, you know, if you're gonna do that, you know, throw in a throw in a puppy. Because that's uh, that's usually a way to people's hearts. That oh, that literally got me. It's it's that got me hard. I was yeah. like, uh, I was like, I am out in public mm-hmm. reading this, pulled uh, together. <laughs> yep. And of course, like it also betrays the whole like one bad day. Like there, there's no one bad day uh, unless you're talking about like it, it works thematically, but also like Raish goes through a lot of like bad days. No, no, no. I I think the one bad day was the first bad day, yes. and he has it every time he's reborn. Exactly. So it's always one bad day. Yes. For for Raish. For Raish. And Batman. Yes, but it was also just it, yeah. This one didn't quite. It didn't stick to the theme in like the most obvious way. No. More of a metaphorical theme. It's, it's true, but uh, yeah, we see basically like Raish kind of like his uh, his purpose and his mission uh, crystallized and more um, sympathetic, and we see Batman's response to that, which is fantastic. Uh, we see it, it's it is about Raish, so like we're it's not it's only going to be Batman and Damien, which I appreciate at least like keeping it kind of like trim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, I, I I agree. That's what I'm saying. I really struggled with that because yeah. I was like parts of it. I was like. Mm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we okay. see like a, a confrontation with Batman and Rachel Ghoul. We see, uh, you know, 
the the realization of Rachel's dreams. We we see Batman, you know, triumphant. It's 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 got a lot going for it. It's actually a, a very I think it's a very successful one shot. It's a very successful Batman story. Yes, it's a phenomenal Rachel Ghoul adv- adventure. Yep. Um, everything works, mm-hmm. which is what you want from a Tom Taylor book at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you hope for, and uh, but the but the winner like the. <laughs> The, the 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 hero of this book the the you know the shining best part is ivan rice oh yeah except for the lion faces but other than that yeah yes, uh, that one yeah whatever it was fine everything like in this book is beautiful and i was like please do more yeah thank you that's my note who colors this somebody it is brad anderson oh well there you go one of the best colors. Danny, the- Danny Miki did the inks. Yeah. So okay. Just, so it's the best. Really, everyone's doing the be- their best work. Really, really great looking art. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like this, this, the moment I started sympathizing with Raish, I was like, this is a great book Yeah. because I'm like, I should not, I shouldn't, you're the villain, works. but like, yeah, that's, that to me is listen, hacky writing can also make you do that, but no, good writing true. can make you go back and forth because you're like, I know what you're doing is wrong, mm-hmm. but also what you're doing is the best option what the heck is happening yeah um so i absolutely loved um going on this adventure this this thought exercise um i really uh appreciated though that like like obviously i think the other reason they want to put damien here is there's like one specific visual i mm-hmm. think they were like we i it was like in someone's head yeah like it might have been in taylor's head as he was writing this it was like it has to be damien obviously damien also has the connection yeah but it's him putting that cowl on yes like it's a little boy wearing the cowl <laughs> yes crying absolutely i'm like that was something i'm sure he saw yeah. in his head there are a couple of moments where batman and Raish fight uh, via swords and oh. uh they're recre- a couple of them are recreations of the neil adams uh racial ghoul confrontation which yes. I thought was fun uh big difference though is that batman uh either doesn't grow hair on his chest or he waxes uh outrageous Batman needs a big hairy chest like Neil maybe, Adams used to draw. Maybe he does. He does. He, or maybe he, he's just been so like injured in that area that, that, that there's no more follicles. Yeah, it doesn't grow back. But uh, yeah, phenomenal book. Pick it up. Yeah, no, it. absolutely. If you've been turned off by one bad day, or Which, you know, maybe you've picked up some ones that you didn't like so much, you're probably gonna, one. you're gonna like this one. This one you should definitely grab. Um, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, just works works on every level. Yep. Way to go. Yep, it's so good. I, I do wonder though if Batman was like disappointed by Damien or not at the end of this. Cause I thought that was interesting because he stayed. And yeah. I'm like, no, ba- Batman would be so. like, you shouldn't have stayed. Nah. You should have been back. You, I gave you the mantle. Right. You should have been back in Gotham. Yeah, that's true. Who's <laughs> taking true. care of Gotham right now? Yeah, but I don't need a little Batman. Like, I, called, I, I called Dick. I, you know. Yeah, exactly. Dick Grayson <laughs> took care of it. That'd be fine. We don't even find out. It's no, great. we don't. I, I was that was. But yeah, that's fair. That's a fair observation to make. Um, but yeah, there's just so many stunning images in this book. I feel like Rice really was just going for going it. for it. He's like, all right, here we go. I'm I'm doing Batman. Let's let's do yeah, this. I don't think I've ever seen Brad Anderson on coloring for Ivan Rice. So I'm like very like I was like, oh, this yeah, is great. It just looks good. All 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 of the cloth and fabric is like moving in ways which I know are not quite realistic, but Mm-mm. I don't care. It feels Doesn't like matter. That's what cinematic. comics are. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. It felt very cinematic. This book. Yep. Um, Tali's in it for like a hot second. She's she, great. She does what she needs to do. Yep. That's right. Um, but yeah, just a good, well put together story that, I mean, for the amount of page real estate, they did a lot. Yes. So your rice is good at that, but, uh, well, I mean like even the story. Yeah. 
Initially, I was like, are we doing Conan? <laughs> I didn't even know where to think this, uh, it was going. I was this, just like, oh, okay. This book very, like, it was cute. I was like, are we doing Conan? And then <laughs> book was like, no, excuse me. No, we are not doing Conan. No, we're not doing I'm Conan. Like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'll just be quiet now and enjoy the book. But uh, check it out and enjoy the Please book. Do. One Bad Day, Rachel Gould. Spectacular. Uh, Probably my favorite read of the week, honestly. Easily, I mean, yeah. As much as I've been loving Sins of Sinister and that was a great issue, yeah. this Rachel Gould book, I was like... <laughs> okay yeah you gonna come out of the gate like that yeah thing you weren't the first one <laughs> right oh my god well although i feel like that was a very success- successful one as well uh our serial uh our serial says what are your thoughts uh on the newest dc series i personally loving it can't wait to see how it all ends i didn't get a chance to read the newest one but i've been loving every issue since then so yeah i'm down uh i hope it i hope it wraps up soon uh, Raj Patel, I loved the Raish one shot, and I ended up so much I ended up buying a page from this <gasps> wonderful book. The page where Raish is comforting his wolf. Uh, oh my God, you Rice got that is page? Just fantastic, and I love how Damien was written. That's incredible, man. Oh, Congratulations, dude. I'm like, I'm 100% jealous. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's the page I would have wanted. Yeah. The one that made me cry. I mean, I would take any page in this book. There's so many pages of this book that are just like enchanting, and yeah, it's great. That's great, man congratulations on that oh it's dope yeah take care of that yeah i'm sure you will i don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. need to tell you no uh langley m neely uh how'd you rate the one bad day initiative i'd say it's about seven out of ten mm. i mean like uh do more there's a great idea i don't Up, know upcoming breakdown from comic <laughs> yeah no I, I think it's great i mean like it's what i've been pissing and moaning about for yeah. years i'm like make more self-contained prestige bound one shot done in one batman stories to get people to read the damn series to get people back into comic books mm-hmm. these should have been on shelves at bookstores and other and like you know you know convenience stores and stuff but like i wonder if they're gonna put out like, like a trade a hardcover like omnibus, omnibus probably yeah but uh because it's, it's gonna be thick yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's like, phenomenal. I think like it's a success. I, I think it should be a success if it wasn't. I think already. some of them have been more successful for me. Yes, but I, I I do enjoy that there's a lot of different styles of storytelling in each of them. It's not all exactly the same, so it, it has the ability to appeal to a, lot, a larger audience. Agreed. That's what it's supposed to do. Well, it's like you know what I mean. Like I like the storytelling in this, but maybe I didn't like the storytelling in. I'm in, trying to think of one I didn't like. So much. Uh, Riddler. Riddler. I, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of that one. Yeah. I loved it. So, yeah. I know. But I hated, uh, what was it? Penguin. Yeah. I don't even... No, Penguin was fine. I liked Penguin well enough. Two Face, I wasn't a fan of. Um, I can't remember if I read that. Clayface was good. That yeah, was good. Um, Mr. Freeze was good. It was good. This was better. Yeah. Uh, Nuber reviews Ivan Rice knows how to draw Rache, but his Batman skull. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'm but dead. I, 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 hope, I hope it means that you're dead and that it was amazing because his Batman is phenomenal. I completely agree with you, if you feel that way. Uh, Dante Cook, Sal, do you think the sales from One Bad Day run will help create an official Elseworlds-like run in DC? No, uh, but only because I don't hear any rumblings about it, and I don't I, think anybody's like suggesting I it. I wonder if once the, the DC movies start up and they start trying to make that Elseworlds thing work, if they won't try to run with that in comics i hope well. so i mean I, I i don't know i don't see the correlation between one bad day and elseworlds but i do want elseworlds to return yeah, no, but i'm just saying in a way to bring it back yeah i hope so i hope when people start seeing it again they'll start using it again but uh i don't have i don't expect them to make that good a decision 
Jackson Boyd, the race issue is amazing, and so is Tom King's Riddler. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I've been reading lots of King's books, but now I'm getting into indie comics, usually a, co- a capes and tights kind of guy. Any indie book su- suggestions, Tiffany? Okay, so the, the problem is you're coming from capes and tights, but maybe you're looking for something a little bit different. I'm, obviously, I'm going to make a lot more horror uh, <laughs> suggestions than anything else. Um, but if you're coming from capes and tights, then you're probably pretty familiar with Dan Mora. And as I, as we said earlier, um, you can grab Once in Future because you're going to get the Dan Mora art. So you're going to get that feeling of that action that you get from your capes and tights, even though it has nothing to do with capes and tights. There will be a big bad in that. There will be a kick-ass grandma in that. Yeah. I know that sounds like a weird thing, but trust me, you're probably going to love it. Um, it does have to do with Arthurian legend. You don't have to know anything about it to get into it. Kieran Gillen will hold your hand and take you through it. And Dan Moore is absolutely killing it in that book. It's also all done. Mm. So you know that if you want to pick up the trades, you can grab whatever you want from that and be done with it. It's, yep. it's not a huge buy-in and, and you don't have to worry about it, uh, an ongoing um, from that. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you want capes and tights, you could obviously pick up um, Invincible. Yeah. As well, you know, that, that's that's the people pl- like Radiant Black. That's another one. That is another one. a good one to jump into. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I'm just thinking in terms of, of that, uh, just to get you, you know, mm-hmm. that connection as well. Um, I love Something is Killing Children. That's great. Um, I'm currently reading The Harrower. I yeah. did forget to pick up issue two, though. That's oh, no. totally my fault on that one. Um, you could also check out Saga, of course. Um, but that is definitely not your capes and tights. Nope. Uh, it is sci-fi. It is um, rated M for mature. There is a there's trust me. There is a lot of nudity in that book, um, but not drawn in like a cheesecakey way. No. It's a little more realistic there. Yep. Um, it's dealing with a lot of different issues. I don't know if that's really what you're looking to get out of your comics right now, but if it is, I highly recommend that book. Um, it is easily one of those gut wrenching series you're ever going to get your hands on. Uh, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other, like, I, I always struggle when I'm like. I know when you're put on the spot. Yeah, like I'm that. like, uh, all of them. Yeah. Just try any of them. Um, yeah, really what you need to do is figure out what do you want from an independent book because an independent book can give you almost anything. That's true. The independent books um, can be funny. They can have horror. They can yeah. have action. They can have adventure. Um, they can be sad. Yeah, uh, scroll like, through the last couple of episodes of the show. You'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they only find us. or yeah, only, uh, We only find them when they're dead. Is, is fun if you like Al Ewing. I think he was writing yeah, he that. Was. Yeah. And um, uh, we, yeah, The Nice House on the Lake. That's from DC, but it's still independent. Yeah. Uh, so let's recommend, let's jump into some recommendations for comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. Uh, for me, Daredevil number nine is coming out. Uh, Chip Zdarsky, Manuel Garcia, uh, maybe I don't know. I'm just gonna say the writer. For, uh, no, all apologies to the to the artists. You know, I'll just mention the book because this book, this website we use is it says it says right here, Garcia. Okay, uh, but check out Daredevil number nine. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel number ten. I, I've dropped this book completely. Uh, I'll read it when it's done. It looks like there's only three more issues left to go, one of which is number 10 that comes out tomorrow. So check out Dark Knights of Steel number 10. Uh, Gotham City Year 1 number 6. This, uh, Tom King, Phil Hester, I only mentioned it because I know that that's the team that's working on it. Uh, nothing better. Uh, you should be reading the series. It's ending. So when you get number 6, go back and pick up numbers 1 through 5. They should all be at your comic book store. Uh, it's a phenomenal series. It's un- unbelievable. Uh, Unstoppable Doom Patrol number 1 comes out. Uh we had uh, Dennis Culver on the show to talk about a little bit. You should definitely uh, check out that episode, but also read the book. Uh, and if you like it, know that like uh, Green Arrow as well. Um, it's all going to be six issues. 
it's only been greenlit for six mm. issues. So if you would like more, if you, you know, if you love Green Arrow or if you love Unstoppable Doom Patrol and you want the whole series and you want it to keep going, what I would recommend you do is contact your local comic book store and say, I want to pre-order all six issues. Because mm -hmm. A, not a big commitment. B, you know it's going to be done in six. C, you don't know if it's going to save the series and keep it going, but you can contribute to it getting more series if it if enough of you do it. And if it isn't, you know at least you're getting a complete run. Yeah, that's true. So tell them, hey, listen, uh, I love Green Arrow. Give me uh, pre-order me issues one through six. Uh, hey, I love Doom Patrol. Pre-order me issues one through six. It'll help. Yeah. That's the only way yeah, it will help. Absolutely. Uh, unless you pre-order the trade paperback, in which case that might help. But even then, not really. Uh, yeah. Awesome. What well, do you recommend? My turn? Um, really quickly, I also want to mention, um, just because we had the creator on the show as well for another independent book, um, you could check out White Savior. Yes. Which has like a kind of comedic that's, yeah that's a very fun uh ridiculous kind of series that you should definitely check out if you, yeah, if you yeah. like that kind of thing often what you might want to do is if you're getting into indie is you can also follow some of your favorite superhero like capes and tights writers to see what they're doing if you're a big scott, scott snyder fan obviously he has an entire suite of books you could check out clear just launched you'd enjoy that but um also i mean witches witches <laughs> i always want to give a shout out to witches because i love that book yep so so much barnstormers yeah 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 um but also i wanted to um if you want to cry just buy i kill giants um um, yes <laughs> or anything by brian k vaughn sure yeah mm. no it's oh yeah true because there's also paper girls you yes. might like paper girls that's right um all right what is coming out this week that i am going to be grabbing i didn't look at this at all maybe so deadpool but probably not i i kind of fell off that book i think i'm, I'm done with that strange academy number uh, finals number five is coming out I think I actually have to go back and catch up on that. So I probably will do that. Uh, Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, number two is coming out. If you're um, looking for some X books as well as Sabretooth and the Ex Exiles, which is a book I'm not reading, but I still like to mention it for those of you who are, um, you know, reading all of the X titles or just really into Sabretooth. I, there are people who love it and that is awesome. It's just something I didn't really um, connect with, yes. honestly. Um, what is Clobberin' Time? <laughs> Clobberin' Time, number one. I don't know. I love the name of it. How about that? Yeah. Um, I don't know why I opened these like as though that was going to help me. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's right. The Unforgiven line. I'm definitely going to be picking that up. Remember, there's Spider-Man Unforgiven. I want to say last month or yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, a couple by, weeks ago. By Tim Seeley. X-Men Unforgiven number one is coming out. I, I liked the first one. Yeah, you did. But I get why people who love Spider-Man maybe weren't into it. <laughs> so that's fine. I'm definitely going to grab this, yep. this X-Book um, to see where this overall connected story i think it's x-men spider-man and avengers i think so i could be wrong about the avengers one absolutely I, I i may not be certain about that uh another indie book that i've been reading uh the approach from boom so i'm gonna grab number five of that um see what's what's, what's going on in that story i think i didn't read four i think that's right they're definitely like a period of time where i just was like oh no oh no i didn't read anything oh no i didn't read that oh no i didn't see that yeah um because oftentimes I look for covers. Yeah. Hey, another independent series you might want to check out, which is because it's kind of fun and people yeah. are talking about it as 8 billion genies. Yeah. I think it just finished. Yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess there isn't. There's oh, it's, <gasps> it's Jeff is coming out. Yay. I am going to read It's Jeff. 100%. Jeff the Landshark. It's going to be a, a silly one. Yep. It's written by Kelly care. Thompson with our body, of course, the uh, Guri Hero, the team Guri Hero. So, like, is this, this is going to be a cute, silly book? 
and I'm here for it. I'm <laughs> absolutely. Sometimes it's like I want all horror, all scary, all serious, and then like just some light, just tossed in there, just something fun. Yes, it's Jeff. It's happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's happening for me. So that's what that's what I got. That's fair. <laughs> well, uh, I don't really have a topic, so we're just going to wrap up. Plus, it's been an hour and a half, so why don't we just uh, okay. call it quits? We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, follow Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic or at youtube.com at comic pop plays, uh, and uh, catch us. Mo- oh, uh, watch the most recent episode of uh, uh, All Stars with myself and Josh Williamson. We chatted about uh, upcoming books. We talked about uh, working in the industry. We talked about comic books. It's, it's, it's worth checking out. It's a really fun show. And uh, watching it will allow us to continue doing it. Yeah, there's a book. Uh, another another one? Oh, no, it's okay. So, yeah, there was a series, Venom Lethal Protector. It was another one from David Michelinie. I guess it sold well enough that there's a sequel to Venom Lethal Protector called Venom Lethal Protector 2, which is funny because it should be Venom Lethal Protector 3 because there's already a miniseries called Venom Lethal Protector. Okay. Whatever. But Michelinie is back to continue this uh, series and continue his stories of uh, old okay. stories about Venom. That's what that is. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's it. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us, guys. Thank you to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. Thank you to everybody for watching and for supporting us. Uh, if you want more, subscribe and watch more. There's plenty more where that came from here on this channel or on youtube.com slash comic where we just covered uh, a sequel to Shadows of the Empire. I bet you didn't know that existed. And if you didn't, uh, if you did rather, uh, well, check it out anyway. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Listen, fun. even if you don't care about it, trust me, you want to watch it for the number of times Sal cannot remember the name of a bounty hunter. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a very like it's 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 a very like memorable name. It's very easy to remember. But what I is did, it? I don't know. Really? Car Yang. It's Car Yang. I did edit the the episode and took four hours, so I heard that name a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check it out and uh, stay tuned for more. If you want to support us more directly, patreoncom slash pop and we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Author Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Hello, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye. Bye.